0: I'm Stephen Pesavento, and welcome to the Name Your Number podcast presented by The Investor Mindset. As someone who comes from a challenging childhood, I've spent my life seeking financial security, personal growth, and ultimately freedom. The freedom to not wake up worried about the next paycheck, but rather with the confidence of knowing that my passive income pays my bills without the need to think about it. When you name your number that you'll learn passively, that creates your ultimate quality of life, then I believe you've achieved real freedom. Welcome to my show. It's time to name your number. Even a big example for people who are sitting on a couple hundred thousand dollars, if you took $200,000 and you invested it into a project, a real estate project or some type of investment that's gonna give you a great return like private equity does, if it doubles every five years, from year one to year five, that 200 turns into four. And then the next five, four turns into eight. And in 15 years, the 200,000 is 1.6 million. Welcome to the Name Your Number show presented by The Investor Mindset. We're on a mission to create financial freedom for over a million investors. And when you name your number, the number that you want to earn passively every month that creates your ultimate quality of life, then I believe you've achieved real freedom. And if you're ready to name your number and create your passive investment plan that you'll follow step-by-step step to get there, then head over to InvestorMindset.com slash number to download your free guide to get started. And for those of you who are ready to build this plan together with me and a community of other investors just like you, then you'll be invited to schedule a call with one of my top advisors. Now let's get into the show. Today, I'm excited to have Joe Camberato in the studio today. How are you doing today, Joe? Doing awesome, Steve. It's good to see you. How you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. I'm living a great life and uh, I'm excited to talk with you. And for those of you who don't know Joe, he is the CEO and founder of National Business Capital, who helps get funding for businesses across the country. And uh, you've been doing some really cool things. You've scaled that business tremendously. And from what I understand, you've been able to reach financial freedom. So I'm excited to get into all that, how you got there and some of the tools and strategies that worked well for you. But before we get into the goods, I'd love to start off on a personal note by looking back at earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped you who you are today? And how did that play a role in your money and investing journey?
1: Well, wow. Yeah. Well, great question. Um, first off, thanks for having me on the show, uh, Steven, and appreciate everything that you're doing and, you know, love your show and, and love, uh, you're just talking real stuff with real people that are making it happen. Always appreciate that. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, uh, grew up, my parents got divorced when I was in second grade, you know, love them, both great people. Um, but you know, lived, you know, with single mom and then, you know, moved back with my dad later on in life and, and, and later in high school. Um, and, uh, you know, just, it was just a struggle, you know, growing up, uh, single mom trying to make it happen, raise two kids, you know, three people in a two family, uh, two, a two bedroom, you know, apartment, um, mom worked hard, but just, you know, just, you know, sometimes, you know, it's not only about working hard, it's about working smart and, you know, money was just always a challenge. And, you know, I just said that, you know, uh, you know, when, when I grow up that, you know, I, you know, I just, I'm not going to let, you know, finances, you know, hold me back from living a good life and was never afraid of hard work and, and from a young age, you know, was hustling. Even even like when my parents were married and things were good. I think I did my first like tag sale and in first grade. I took all the toys that we weren't using the house, you know, you know, uh painted up a sign, put it on the, the front lawn in the street and uh and and I was in business, you know, selling, you know, He-Man and G.I. Joes and stuff. And um this is a true story. I don't. I've talked about this in a long time or share it, but I had this bag of like action figures, the big bag, and some woman walking her dog was like, you know, how much for this bag of action figures? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. And you know, five dollars was like a lot of money when you're in first grade, and yeah. this was probably like 1988 <laughs> or 89 yeah. or something, and. Uh, you know, I was like $5 and she pulled the $10 bill out of her purse and I said, "Damn, I should have asked for more."
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> so, awesome.
1: But uh That's really awesome.
0: It's funny because you know, I grew up, you know, very similar upbringing. Oldest of four kids, single mom, moved in with my dad in high school, uh eventually moved out on my own at 17. But wow. what do you think that led to How do you think that led to some of the decisions that you made both from a business standpoint, financially, how did that play a role? Yeah. I just think, you know, um, both of my parents, they,
1: they were hard workers. They worked really hard. Uh, you know, my mom in retail, my dad in the car business, and I watched them work every Saturday, Sunday, holiday. Yeah. Actually made, made, you know, some decent money and actually did really well and worked his ass off. Like I, I have a lot of respect for him and, and a lot of that, you know, is in my blood. Um, which I appreciate, but, you know, I couldn't enjoy like, you know, weekends, holidays, you know, stuff like that. So it really just made me think about, you know, and, and, you know, just, you know um, you know, working hard, being able to make good money, but also being able to have the time to enjoy it. So I always from a young age was interested in investing, whether it was stock market, real estate. Um, If I was working side hustles, you know, doing anything, I could, you know, that was legal, you know, to, uh, to make some extra, you know, make some extra money. And then you're thinking about yeah. like long-term, I mean, I think I bought like some of the first like stocks I think I bought. I was probably, um, I think I was 18 years old, a senior in high school, um, and was like training stocks on, on, like, I think it was like the first sidekick. Remember that was like this smart, yeah. first type of smartphone thing. You were one of the cool kids. You had one of those sidekicks. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I thought I was, and, uh, and, you know, just trying to, you know, hustle and, you know, make another hundred bucks a day doing some trades, but then realizing like, hey, you know, you know, thinking about how do I invest and buy things for the future. Um, and there were some cool older folks that did well in certain type of investments. And I saw how um, by staying that course, you know, later on in life, um, they were able to live a really cool you know, life and not have to worry about money and enjoy and travel and do some cool stuff. And and I always said, Hey, I want, I want to be uh, I want to be that guy.
0: Yeah. It's incredible how having a mentor like that, even though, you know, at the time you never consider them a mentor, you never use that word, but somebody that you look up to makes such a big impact. I know for me growing up in that type of environment, it's like very blue collar. Mom worked in hospitality. Dad worked in blue collar sales and you know, seeing that hard work, but also seeing that it never really paid off. I mean, we had the best life we could given the circumstances, but it was so tough. But when you see somebody else who's living a good life that, you know, seeing some of that success he can give you that inspiration to then step into that which I think you're a great example of just from a business owner perspective, because you've built a great business, you've got a big team, you've made a lot of money, but you've also been able to reach some of that financial success and have some of that security that I know a lot of people who are listening are looking for. So tell me, have you reached financial independence? Have you reached that point where the the cash that you have and the investments that you have are paying for the life that you want to live? So I think I'm in, uh, you know,
1: I think I'm in a really great place and, and, and I'm in a very diverse place, which makes me feel good and um, uh, and confident, especially in, in in the wild times that we're in. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I still got some more work to do, um, you know, done done really well. Um, I, you know, I don't worry about money, but, you know, I think to live the lifestyle that I want to live, there's still some some additional things, you know, that I want to do you know, and some goals and numbers, you know, that I want to hit. Um, But I think what's, you know, really what's helped me and I've had to learn this is I think when it comes to like investing and you really got to think long-term. I think a lot of people don't think long-term enough, especially today. And for me being in a number of different things, I think is really, uh, it gives me a lot of confidence.
0: That's such an important point that you make because a lot of times when people are in survival mode, it's hard to think long-term you're trying to figure out, hey, how do I get to that next step? But you're only thinking about that end designation instead of what are those steps that you can make along the way. And as a business owner, I imagine you're making a lot of money, you're earning a lot of active income, which is phenomenal. But tell me, how have you gone about thinking about making those kind of investments, deciding between putting that money back into growing your business, which growing your business is always going to lead to the highest ROI, but then you're heavily focused in one area. And a lot of that income is not going to be passive. So how have you gone about thinking about the difference between making investments in the business versus making investments that might be purely passive and, you know, for your portfolio? yeah it's
1: a great question. it's funny I've been talking about this a lot late, lately with other uh, you know owners, entrepreneurs at, at all different levels and and some just more that have been asking me this question and and others uh, that have done really well in a number of areas um, and uh, you know I think I look at I think what's interesting to me I, I talk about a lot of businesses most business owners have it all wrapped up in their business and re, re, even though it's like my, my company is not publicly traded, it's a private company but it's It's a stock, right like mm-hmm. and would you like put all of your money into one stock? So I think, as an owner, even if you're crushing your business and making money, like markets and things change quick, right? so I think you know for me, it's been really important to do well to reinvest and grow the business, and you know, and I put the business first, and um you know, uh, you know it, when things change or times change like it's, it's all about the business and keeping that going. I've got a big team and people, and I have a lot of respect for them and, and you know, want to see them, you know, do well and, and continue to create an environment that they can grow in. So growing the business is extremely important to me. And I think it's important for people watching this to understand that. But, you know, I think it's really important as, you know, as I've, listen, in the beginning, you're doing everything you can, you don't have the luxury to do all this stuff, right? If you're just getting started, you got to hustle and grow the business, got to make money, um, but you know, in even like, even when I was getting rocking, like putting a little money in safe money in retirement, whether it's 401k or diversified stock portfolio, um, whether it's, um, you know, saving some money outside the business to, you know, buy a piece of real estate, um, or invest in a real estate deal. Um, I'm big fans of doing real estate deals with trusted
0: folks. Um, just cause I don't have the time to manage real estate. Right. Um, I mean, at what's the point that you make that decision that, okay, my business is at a certain point where I should actually start harvesting some of those profits and I should put them on the side and start investing into other strategies like real estate, private equity stocks, 401k, all that stuff. At what point should you start pulling money out of the business versus rolling everything back in? Because I know you work with a lot of business owners, you fund yeah. a lot of capital for them. So how should they think about that? I think, you know, listen, if your business is in this extreme situation
1: and, and you're just it's just taking extreme loss and it's just impossible that that's an extreme situation. But I think you just need to start this, you know, as early as you can. Like there's one cool thing that my dad did, and this is what got me onto the, the path of this. So I guess in a way I was shown this, but I should have even been pushed this for more and and more like a plan and structure when I dropped at a high at uh, a college, and my dad said, "If you're going to live home, you got to give me 750 bucks a month." And he mm. took that money from me, and it it, it bothered me because I was only like you know 19, 20 years old or whatever. Um, he said, you know, you got to work, you got to pay to be here. Um, they actually pushed me to move. I moved out when I was 23. I bought a house, um, worked hard, but that 750 bucks, you know, he took from me. Um, he put into a, a mutual fund. Um. And then when I moved out, he said, Hey, that money you've been giving me, it's all right here. Uh, mm. You know? And, and I was like, wow, I only put an X, but I, I saw how it grew to X. Yeah. So that was kind of like that first. So, you know um, and then, you know, I actually wound up using that part of that money to start, you know, my business along with some other money um, and credit cards and everything else. But my, my point is, is that I, you know, the answer to your question is I think that you need to just start that as early as possible, even just to be in the habit of it to automate it. So let's just say it's a hundred bucks a month. It's a small number. Don't go to Starbucks. Like put that into just the S&P 500 index fund, right? Like pick one, take a hundred bucks a month, put it into a savings account. And and that, and that does that grow your real estate fund or, um, you know, uh, you can get into some of these private equity deals today with not a lot of money, um, but you got to be putting money or saving money and like pretending like it's not there. But my point is, I wish that I would have continued because I started this, but then got kind of focused in other areas. And I wish I would have just continued that automation. Um, I did pick that back up um, when I got into my 30s and, and have done well because of it. Um, But I think it's just like automating it, having a plan around it and just, and just doing it because a lot of people like, you know, I'm going to invest when I make a bunch of money. And then like that never really comes. And I mean, God, if you would have, you know, been buying Apple stock 15 years ago, you know, 20 years ago, even if it was only like a thousand bucks a
0: year, um, you'd, you'd be in a great place today it's funny because we want to wait until we feel like we've made it before we start investing, but actually investing is part of how we make it because Mm -hmm. if you're, you're what I've found in my life and it sounds like you've experienced the same is that your lifestyle begins to expand, to match the amount of money that you have and that you automatically go into a little bit of austerity when you don't have money available to go and do those things. So you can live a phenomenal life, but if you can take 20 or 30 or 40 or even 50% of your income and you can put that into savings or a wealth account that's gonna grow and you're then gonna make investments from that, it can really start to look like a totally different picture. I mean, even a big example for people who are sitting on a couple hundred thousand dollars, if you took $200,000 and you invested it into a project, a real estate project, or some type of investment that's gonna give you a great return like private equity does, if it doubles every five years, from year one to year five, that 200 turns into four. And then the next five, four turns into eight. And in 15 years, the 200,000 is 1.6 million. So it really begins to start paying off. And it seems like such a small amount of money at the beginning, and for some of the people listening 200,000 is a ton of money. For some that's, you know, what they make in a month or a quarter or half a year, but the point is it that same principle applies regardless of the size. And so if you're running your business like you're saying, you want to be able to pull that money out and on top of it you're in the lending business, right? You're working with people helping them get private capital and lenders want to see that you have a balance sheet and one of the best ways to build that balance sheet is through uh, you know making those investments and setting cash aside so that you can be you know ready for whatever happens? hundred percent.
1: I think there's you know so two things I want to hit on because one you know it, one is it's you know discipline, right? Mm. It, it, I mean, all great things in in your life. If you think about your life, Steven or anyone watching this, think about anything. That you've done really great in. It's because you were disciplined in order to get there. Like yeah. whenever you like when you were growing up and you were in the best shape, it's because you were disciplined and went to the gym and you ate well. You were disciplined. Um, if you were crushing at work, it's because you were disciplined in whatever it is that you were, you know, doing in, in your, you know, business or, or career. Um, you know, if you have a great relationships because you're disciplined and working on the relationship, like every great thing in your life leads back to discipline, right? And and I think you know, in today's world, you know, the second thing is we all want this shit to happen overnight and it's just, mm-hmm. it's not reality. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I, I agree. As soon as today people make a little bit of money, it's like, cause it's not about how much you make, it's how much you're spending. And mm-hmm. as soon as people are making more, they're spending, spending, consuming, consuming, and they're spending it on things that, um, you know, aren't doing anything good for them. And I think, you know, I've I've been very disciplined, you know, in my life, we all go through times where we're more disciplined and less disciplined, right? Totally. That's okay. Sometimes, sometimes you need to be a little less disciplined to have some fun. Right. But, but you got, as long as you can come back and it's the ones that can get back on track, I think that's important. But, you know, I think,
0: you know, when When, people today, I've been, when I've been at times in my life, where I actually feel the best is typically when I'm the most disciplined. It's kind of ironic. Exactly right. It's like it? right? yeah. in, when you're doing drinking the good things, or- Yeah. Eating clean or meditating every day or working out consistently. It's like some people look at that who are not being as disciplined and are saying, Hey, you're not really enjoying your life, but ironically inside your body, you actually feel amazing when you know that you've got this rigid system and it's good to be flexible. It's good to break out of it every now and then, but knowing that you can do that when you set your mind to it, gives you a lot of confidence. It does. And
1: I think it's like, you're going to be, it's like, you know you're upset sometimes doing the hard work, but to be honest, the reality is you're more upset when you don't do the fucking hard work you, you know yeah. and and I think you got to keep that in mind, and that helps push me to wake up in the morning and work out, right? Like I don't wake up and jump out of bed and skip down to the gym um but you know i'm I'm proud of myself after I do it because I did the hard work but the that other piece of discipline, and I think what's really important here is that. Instead of going, getting and buying the house that maybe you can't afford or the car that you can afford, but, you know, you can drive something that still looks good. You'll still be able to take a date out and feel confident (laughs) um, and maybe save some bucks. And instead of going and blowing money on, you know, weekend, multiple weekend getaways, going out, drinking, partying, bottle service, I mean, I don't whatever like being disciplined and, 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 and saving that money and then putting it into work into something. You know, I, I think I just see so many people that just, you know, spend money very quickly go and live beyond their means or live right up to their means. And I think there's been multiple periods in my life where I could have afforded um, a, a, a different, a better house or, uh, this car or to you know to buy this and buy more of that and being really disciplined to not do it and be okay with it and also just not um really give a shit about what anybody thinks um mm-hmm. and just focus on me um that that that's really helped me and, and this is sometimes when you're growing up you see one of your boys or this guy or that guy or this girl like you know It looks like they're crushing it. And I've seen a lot of people that you're like, damn, like, why don't I have that now or this now? And being able to like put blinders on, not worry about it, stay focused on you. There's been a lot of people that you looked at and you're like, damn, I wish I was that guy. That guy's killing it. Put your blinders on, stay focused. And then, you know, years later, um, by being disciplined, by holding back, by not taking on more expenses, you know, than are worth it, by saving and investing, all of a sudden, you know, a five-year period goes by, and you know, you know, I've gone like this, and that person, you know, uh, maybe stayed the same, or actually went in the other direction, um, you know, because they were, you know, they they were buying a lot of the material stuff, and they and they were looking, they were looking all all, all fresh and sharp um, and cool. And then you know, five year passes. You know, ten years pass. And you know, I think the reality is, you know, when you're thinking about investing, growing, being successful, you got to look at it in in five and ten year clips, because you're not going to move the needle that much in in, you know in a year. If you do, all right, maybe you invested in a deal, you got lucky in something. All right, that's cool. But you know, try and repeat that every year. It's usually going to take you some time. And and it's probably the best advice I can give to especially anyone up and coming is you got to have patience. And I also yeah. think the, the, the flip side of that is like, I'm, I'm you know, saying, Hey, if you're younger, like have patience, but the other side of that is if you're older, you know um, and you haven't done this work, you haven't done these things, you're not going to, it's, it's hard to make up for lost time. So you still have to kind of re- like start from, you know, maybe ground zero this way, um, but you got to wrap it up.
0: You got to ratchet up into it because, you know, it's a common misconception that that being disciplined is somehow like really bad for you. But it actually creates so much freedom, because imagine if you're sitting in the position that you're in, you're making a ton of money in your business and you've set a plan for yourself. You've made this investment plan of how much money you need to live off of what that's going to look like. You've got the vision for what's important to you in your life and you've made the decision. Now you don't need to think about it. When you decide, hey, I'm not going to drink, oh, you don't need to think about it. It's not, should I have another one? It's, oh, I'm not drinking this week or this night because you've decided not to do it. And When you're actually decided on it, just as you're decided in making an investment or kind of going down this alternative investing path that can really get you towards creating a lot of passive income, it actually gives you a lot of freedom. Because when you're looking at all these other people and they're living a different life than you are, you can be inspired to step into what they're living, but by doing it the right way, by instead of going and getting steroids and going to the gym, you can go and do the hard work and then have the payoff and have your body and your finances really, really represent, you know, kind of a healthy a healthy situation. So what I'm curious about Joe is talk to me a little bit about kind of your ultimate life vision. You've built an amazing business. What is this all for? Like, what is that life that you want to live? Are you looking to continue on your mission and grow something really big? Are you looking to exit the company? Are you looking to go and travel more? Like what, what is the purpose behind, you know, both building a business and making investments that's really driving your life? Yeah,
1: yeah, great question. You know, listen, I, I this whole maybe my company started. You know, I founded it from you know this vision of helping entrepreneurs access capital in a fast, easy, and efficient way so they can grow and scale. And I, you know, um, and and you know, I, I saw a lot of local business owners get turned down from their bank and then nowhere to go. And there's a lot of places that you actually can go. There's a lot of lenders out there that will lend to you that are not banks um, and, uh, that will help scale and grow your business without taking equity. So I, uh, you know, went on this mission and and built exactly that. We built this amazing platform, teams of people. Um, you know, I I still have a lot of growth to do in in my biz, so I'm excited to really continue to grow it and to make Mm -hmm. it even uh, much bigger than what it is. And I really want national business capital to be the most recognized, um, business lending uh, platform out there that a business owner, you know when Chase Bank or Bank of America or the big banks aren't an option, you go, oh, I'm going to go to national business capital. so mm. that's that's my ultimate goal and 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 also to see that the the great people and teams here continue to grow with the company and do well. And then on and, the personal side, yeah, on the personal side, my ultimate goal is, um mm. you know i I, I want to you know help other people really grow and scale their businesses and and be more of an investor, you know mentor um, you know, type of individual. And I think I do that now on a very small level, um, to some really cool up and coming entrepreneurs. Um, but, but, you know, that, that is my uh, ultimate goal. And yeah, as my, uh, my, as my kids get older, I was still a little young now, but, um, that they're, they're growing up quickly and fast. Um, definitely, uh, you know, really like, you know, it's funny as you start to like, you know, do well and make money and are successful, um, not everyone, you know, is this way. Everyone's a little bit different. But the material things for me, uh, as I've matured and grown, like a better house or cars or watches or like, it, 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 you know, I mean, listen, I like nice stuff, so don't let me fool you. But, yeah, um, and I have nice things, it's all good. But it, 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 I think it's just more about like experiences now and and cool experiences. That actually lights me up more than some like, um, like a material purchase. Um, so doing cool things and, and, and seeing the world, you know, I definitely want to see, uh, you know, see the world and, um, and, uh, every time I get out there and visit a new place, it's always, uh, it's always motivating and inspiring. And, and, and certain times outside of the country, depending on where it is, it all, you know, brings a lot of appreciation back that, yeah. you know, we do, uh, we do live in a pretty cool, uh, cool place.
0: Yeah, I think it's important to kind of understand that, like, where, what are we really working towards? Why are we doing this? Because sometimes as business owners, or even, you know, high performing career professionals, it's, it's so easy to get stuck in that cycle of grow, grow, grow business, business, business. I mean, for myself, I've had to, I've had to intentionally go out and develop and create hobbies. And I bring the same level of intensity to learning to golf or snowboarding or whatever it is that I'm doing, because that's kind of just my personality and I love doing it. But for me, for so long, business was everything and still is, it's probably, you know, 80% of my focus. I yet to have uh, built a family. I look forward to doing that at some point, but having that vision of a greater life and then a mission Right? A mission of what that is really about can really be a, a big driving force. So, you know, we're getting close to wrapping up. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your business, what you do, and if you could share with folks, uh, we've got a couple more questions, but bef- before we get to those, share with folks a little bit about National Business Capital and how they can get in touch with you.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, you can follow me at Grow by Joe. Um, you can check out my podcast called The Grow Show. Um, you know, check me out, Grow by Joe on YouTube, LinkedIn, um, and always put a lot of great stuff out there. Um, you can go to my company, nationalbusinesscapital.com. Um, National Business Capital, I founded in, in 2007, really to be um, a place where business owners can apply simply easily in, in one simple place and get connected with the right type of uh, business lender for their uh, business. So we do um, everything from SBA loans, term loans, lines of credit, equipment financing, inventory loans, asset-based lending. Um, you know, you name it. Um, we have those. We have over seventy-five lenders on the platform. You apply in one place. We have over hundred people here um, internally, um, and uh, you apply in one place. And um, but you also get to speak with a business financing advisor that can understand what you're looking to get accomplished in your business talk about the different products that may make sense for you. And then we'll help you with everything from application all the way to funding. And it's just a very efficient streamlined process. We've built some great tech, but really great people. Um, We've funded over $2 billion um, in business uh, financing transactions. Um, We've done over 27,000 transactions to date. And that number grows every, uh, every single day. And um, you know, we've really become a leader in, you know, the non-bank lending world. Um, which is really exciting. So, uh, and you know, excited to, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, we, you know, we we funded a lot of stuff, but you know, uh, you know, excited to hopefully be funding a billion plus, you know, a year to uh, to small business.
0: I mean, that's amazing. If if you're looking for business capital to grow to scale for inventory, definitely reach out to Joe. Um, Joe, on the investing side, two more questions we'll be wrapping up here but on the investing side, talk to me a little bit about your book like what type of investments uh, have you made and what type of investments do you like and why do you like them? Yeah.
1: so I, I mean I've definitely got a, a, a pretty decent amount of you know different things going on. I, I really love you know what, what you're doing Stephen and I'm you know in a few different uh, real estate deals. Mm. Um, just really as, you know, it's a, you know, uh, a fund on an, in, on individual properties. Um, mm. and, um, you know, uh, those teams, you know, manage it. I'm just an investor, um, but get all the benefits of actually owning the real estate. So depreciation, um, you know, um, you know, tax-free, uh, refinances and, you know, uh, all, all that good stuff. So, um, so, uh, in some of those deals, um, uh, And then I have my safe money that's managed uh, by a financial advisor. That's just diversified Mm -hmm. into a number of different, um, growth stocks right now in this crazy market, you know, um, you know, know, stocks and, and bonds about, you know, 50, 50, um, just to protect my downside and, uh, um, and then, you know, um, you know, also in, uh, some different, you know, private equity deals, some really cool, you know, companies, some recognized companies, Um, But, you know, all those different things take work, you know, uh, and, you know, uh, it's, it's, I don't think a lot of people realize that, like, it all sounds amazing, but a a lot of constant work to, uh, to make it happen, you know, in in that stuff. And, and then always, you know, um, you know, in in my business, I see a lot of unique things. So always um, looking to invest in, you know, other businesses and companies and where I can play, you know, a passive investor, but also happy to, you know, give, growth advice and 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 uh you know and help uh customers uh you know owners like get to that you know next level so play the mentor and investor role and have done some of those you know uh type of deals as well so um I think you know having that diversity has really helped especially through um what we just went through in COVID, that's for sure.
0: Totally. In under 30 seconds. Tell me, what do you like about passive investing, investing in syndications, funds, and and private equity? What what do you like about that over other traditional investments? Well, listen, I
1: I, I love real estate, right? And 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 um and would love to do more real estate, of my own, but I have to keep my focus and and you know and everything I've got going into my business. So I think the real passive stuff and, and like the real estate funds you know, with uh, like the stuff that you're doing. Um, I think there's some private equity funds out there that are really cool that are you can, you know, invest some money in, but they're managed by pros and they go into a diverse number of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, I, 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 think, I think being able to be into uh, different types of funds that are diversified um, and it doesn't really take up much bandwidth um, besides yeah. you know being able to 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 invest uh, the money into it, I think are really great and i I think for you know owners and entrepreneurs, I think for anyone they're awesome um, I think for you know owners and entrepreneurs, especially if you're in like scale and growth mode in your business, I think it's great because they don't they don't pull you away from your business um, i think if if you're if you're for someone who's like an up and comer um mm-hmm and you're you're not really, you don't understand the real estate game, or you don't understand um, how to invest in, you know, businesses or things like that, or you don't really even know how to find those opportunities, you know, I, I think uh, you get to, you know, piggyback on, you know, and work with really talented people, and you get to actually learn a lot being a part of those different type of funds.
0: Yeah. And it's such a good point, Joe, because when it comes to investing passively, there's a huge benefit. If you're busy in your business or career, you can stay focused on the things that are making you the most money while being able to move that capital and have it managed by expert operators who are going to go and essentially execute that business on your behalf. If you have the time or you're really passionate, you can, of course, go out and do some of these things actively. But for most people that I find learning how to run a new business isn't necessarily the next thing they want to do on their list. So passive investing can be can be great. So this has been a great episode. Thanks so much for joining us, Joe. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Von Finch Capital. If you're interested in investing alongside me in the same type of real estate opportunities that I personally invest in, then head over to Von Finch Capital and join their private investor network. You can do so at vonfinch.com slash invest. Join me on that next deal. and I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.